Welcome to the Align Sisters podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Erica. Today we are talking to our beautiful buddy, Miss Chelsea J. Bear. She is an intuitive channel or channeler. I'm not sure what her specific title, but she can inform us. And we're going to talk all things light beans, how to channel messages that are important for us to hear at this time as a collective. And then hopefully we'll get to do a little mini channeling session with some wisdom or some truths that need to be expressed so cool yeah sounds cool to me um chelsea hey, welcome hey ladies how's Hi. it down under <laughs> down under is going great yeah yeah we're going into summer so pretty psyched about that except we've had like a lot of rain and like really cold lately mm-hmm. so i'm like not sure what to wear kind of feeling weird in between vibes but yeah everything's great Amazing. Very well, gals. Doing well, you know. We got some fires up here and yeah. Casual, casual. Casual yeah. Santa Ana winds and yeah. It's... Lungs on fire. It's totally cool. Yeah, <laughs> SoCal living. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, I'm like, we probably want the rains just because of, you know, beginning of this year with the Australian fires. I'm like, I guess just keep on raining so we don't have to have a repeat. But... Oh, totally. Yeah. I feel like fires follow me everywhere. I lived in California, <laughs> now I live in Australia. I'm like, this is just like, I'm a Sagittarius, maybe that's the theme. Oh, wow. <laughs> Life on fire. Bring yeah. the heat. Isn't there school. that song, This Girl's on Fire? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. That? That's so like your theme song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you want to share, I guess, your journey of like how you landed in Australia, how you became a channeler, what that means, and just your path to this point? Yeah, definitely. So I ended up in Australia. I I came here for love. (laughs) I met my partner, Aaron, in Bali, and eight months later moved here to Newcastle, Australia. And I think that's such a um, profound thing because I felt like as soon as I landed on this land, I just completely shifted. I don't know if I've done past lives here. I don't know, but something within me completely changed. And I started opening up to my intuitive gifts. I was actually, we were driving home from Byron Bay. And I don't know if you know this, but it's easy for your brain to get into sort of a beta or alpha state I can't remember which one like Mm -hmm. more of a trance state and I started receiving all these downloads of I have energetic gifts and I'm psychic although I felt really uncomfortable calling myself that yeah and I just started researching what that meant I actually listened to Brie Melanson on the Almost 30 podcast and I was listening to her story and she was talking about her gifts being a psychic and channeling although I didn't really know what channeling was at the time and I was like my God, that sounds exactly like me. So I just started again, looking online, seeing what that meant, started reading the Akashic records, doing client sessions, and it just didn't really feel totally correct. And during all of this, I would sit deep in meditation and telepathically, I didn't realize this at the time, but telepathically connect to whoever. I didn't know who I was connecting to Mm -hmm. and have like these full conversations just inside my mind. And (laughs) I think by my natural state, I'm a pretty naive person. Like, I don't question things. Like, if you told me you, you know, hang out with fairies every day, I'd be like, cool, whatevs. <laughs> so I didn't really question who I was talking to. And one day, I felt like this lump in my throat. And I just felt like I needed to speak. So I was having the 
telepathic communications in my mind. And I just started speaking. And about 15 minutes later, I came back and I just was like, oh my God, I'm in my body. I'm in my room. Like I totally went somewhere else, but had no idea where I went. And I was speaking the whole time, but I couldn't remember what I said. And so the next time I recorded it and again, I didn't really realize I was channeling. I didn't recognize I was doing the same thing as say Abraham Hicks. So I told someone else telling someone my experiences and like, Oh, you're channeling. I'm like, am I? I had no idea. Um, so from there I decided to take Brie Melanson's course because I was kind of like, Oh shit. Like if I'm channeling light beams, like what if someone takes over my body? (laughs) This was like six months ago. I really have only been channeling full time for about six to nine months. Yeah, well, it's been really beautiful and so, like, expansive for me to watch you on this journey and to kind of see yourself blossom into these gifts and into channeling, and I think we kind of want to know definitely more about what that specifically is. Yeah, like, for me, like, I'm very interested, but, like, I don't have, like, a lot of, like, intel on, like, what is channeling exactly? Like, I know kind of, like, what you were saying, it sounds kind of like a meditation kind of state that you get into, but could you, like, talk kind of, like, more specifically, like, what or generally, like, what is channeling? Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to say, one, I think we all channel to some degree. Totally. So even though I knew the word channeling, like, I would hear Lacey Phillips from To Be Magnetic say, oh, I channeled this. You've probably experienced something where you, you're writing a blog and it just flows out of you. It's channeled through you. Mm-hmm. So we all can channel to some degree or receive information. When I'm speaking of channeling just for the purpose of, you know, this podcast interview, what happens, I call it, there's conscious channeling where it's almost like my consciousness is standing right behind me. And then there's trance channeling or in-body channeling where my consciousness is like, you know, about two or three meters away. And so basically what I'm doing is allowing my consciousness to step aside to let the consciousness of a light being step into my body and speak through me. You can also do channeled writing. It doesn't always have to be speaking, but it's just, it's more like I'm sharing my body with the consciousness of a higher dimensional. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so you were saying kind of like anyone is kind of like in a form of channeling or can channel so is that like can anyone get to like where you are or is it just like certain people only connect to certain things or is it how do you how does that work with the the metaphor I use quite often because we all have a life path we're all on this journey discovering our purpose and soul gifts everyone can kick a soccer ball everyone can play soccer there are a few people that do go on to become pro soccer players. So Mm -hmm. I kind of look at it like that. If you feel, if you're listening to this and you feel really strong pull to what is channeling or wanting to channel, then it's probably meant for you on a higher level. If you're listening to this and you're just like, oh, it might be cool. So does that kind of make sense? It's, I feel like anyone can do this. It's just, you have to have the desire patience and passion to want to fully pursue it yeah I love that metaphor that's like a really good way of looking at things because there's sometimes where I'm like oh that's cool but there's sometimes I'm oh my god I'm like so into that and then it's like running with that and being like okay that that could be for me and like that's probably why I'm so passionate and so interested so yeah that's really cool do you want to share kind of like who who these light beings are for people who 
aren't familiar with the verbiage and what that what that means and stuff. Yeah, so light beans are it's a really nice way to describe aliens. Yeah. And our consciousness <laughs> as a collective is getting more used to that idea, open to that idea. We have more documentaries. Didn't the Pentagon just release videos of extra or extraterrestrial like flying saucers yes so we're getting finally more open to it. yeah finally <laughs> um, but yeah aliens star beans light beans and so they're called light beans we're in a third dimensional reality mm-hmm. a third density and our bodies are carbon based they're organic matter but they're carbon based when you as an individual or soul or in the case of the light beings, hit fifth density, your organic matter changes to a light body or crystalline form. And so you're made more of light. So our actual carbon bodies are way too dense for fifth fifth dimension or higher. So that's kind of why they're called light beings. They're made almost of light. Super cool. So when you're channeling then, do you channel up into the fifth dimension? Is that where then your consciousness goes? whilst doing it or is it a little different than how I'm thinking in my head? I'm ra- yeah, I'm raising my frequency. I'm raising my oscillation, vibration, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. The f- my physical body can't go to the fifth dimension. Yeah. My consciousness can. But how I see it in my mind, I'm not actually going anywhere. I'm just elevating my own consciousness to match their frequency. And then I invite them in. So I'll see them in my third eye, almost standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, come hither. Come <laughs> in. And they'll slowly kind of merge half with my body. It's the visual I see when connecting with them. Yeah. Okay, so you do like see people and you, do you remember what is being said? And then also, like, are you ever like scared that like, of like who you're interacting with? So with, the scene this is something too when you do if you are interested in channeling or any form of using your energetic gifts I'm very clairvoyant I see very clearly I also am very clairaudient so I hear so they might show themselves very quickly but then I hear a lot and then there's just the clair what is it cognizant or knowing Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm saying this because you might not view that you, the listener, might not be clairvoyant. You might not see. So I don't want anyone to get hung up on you will always see them Mm -hmm. or you will always only hear them. That's something to be aware of, of just how your clairs personally show up. What was the second part? Oh, uh, just like, are you ever like uh, intimidated or scared scared. about like who is going to show up for you? Like, is that ever like the case? And also like, are you in control of like, kind of like signing off to of like, kind of pulling out or is it kind of yeah like what does that world yeah. kind of feel like so many questions I know sorry <laughs> no, I'm no, so no, excited good. these are really good questions so you're always 100% in control you have to remember you always have free will so even if a dark entity were to come into my realm I have for one have created such strong boundaries when I do connect I always command to only connect with light divine beings I've never personally interacted with like a darker entity I know they're out there but I know that I'm in 100% power and so there's two things going on here if you do 
feel you're having psychic attacks, which is where darker entities are sort of messing with your org field, you're in the power to say no, F off, you need to leave. You can do the Shaman Dirk way, which is show them love, give them light. Mm -hmm. Or there's a higher power at play. So if you do end up dealing with darker entities, um, maybe it's part of your life journey. So there's a lot of variables at play. But personally, for me, I'm never worried about it. One time I did kind of see a darker energy show up and I just sort of made fun of them and I visualized them having a tea party in like a princess outfit. I know that sounds so silly, but I just couldn't tell if it was my imagination or an actual dark energy and I didn't want to interact with them. So I just made them have a tea party and I think they felt embarrassed and left. That reminds me of Harry Potter, you know, when they have the, I think it's like a, honestly, Harry Potter fans come for me, the bogus or bog, you know, in Lupin's class. And then you're supposed to like, they go ridiculous and they make like what they're scared of, like silly like Ron scared of spiders yes. and it's a big spider and then all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. on skates. It reminds me of that okay, where it's yeah. like it's like basically trying to like, you know, tamp it down by just like making it silly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that point that's of like view. Yeah. Honestly, so we've been using a lot of Harry Potter that. examples lately. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good tactic though. Yeah. Life tactic. Yeah. And I've had a couple clients who were dealing with psychic attacks and I'm not a professional in that just because I haven't experienced it. I know people do, but for me and how I've been taught by my teacher, it's, it's just they can't touch you unless you allow them, whether it's subconsciously allowing them or because it's part of your life path. This isn't to invalidate anyone's experience, but I'm just not worried about it. And I feel like if I were worried about it, it would allow them in. Yeah. I will say, though, seeing something in your third eye is completely different than seeing something in the physical. If I see ghosts or spirits, it's always in my third eye. And about two weeks ago, I saw an interdimensional, a green sort of flash hovering above my pillow when I was walking back to my bedroom after using the bathroom. Uh-huh. Super cash. And it scared yeah. me. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it literally, uh-huh. I like just paused. It flashed like three times. It was this kind of cylinder green light thingy. Uh-huh. And I actually just a couple of days ago spoke with the interdimensional of who it was and they were kind of like yeah we thought you were ready to see us then we felt your fear so we backed off and it's just recognizing even though our consciousness is ready to interact with aliens on a collective level it's still scary as heck to see something in the physical life yeah like I talked to aliens and like beings all day and when I saw that I was just like <gasps> like so scared so yeah. it's just ingrained in our minds almost to fear the unknown totally i think it's like that fight or flight because it's just like so unfamiliar too so it's just like your body's reaction is like taking over what you already know is like oh this probably isn't gonna hurt me but still yeah yeah and i even told them i was like oh dang okay do it again but <laughs> don't do it again like, I yeah them, you're like i, I want it but no be scared I love that. Is there like certain light beings you feel personally more connected to or that you connect to when you're channeling more often or more easily? I really thought I would only ever channel the Palladians and then the Knee Halls came through and then I thought I'm only ever going to channel the Knee Halls. Lately I've been channeling the Arcturian High Council and working more with the Syrians. So I think I know some channelers only work with you know certain light beings mm-hmm. uh, by a name so they might work with I don't I can't even think of a light being name that they have but 
I tend to work with collectives, but I do have individuals come through and I'm saying quote unquote individuals because it always seems to be like a group of five, but they'll be like, our name is Jacob. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Okay. So, <laughs> so all the Jacobs just come together as one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, that's, that's cool guys. That's cool. Cause similar to Abraham Hicks where I think it's like a group of 12 or, or there's a lot of them. Yeah. They all go by collectively as Abraham. Oh, okay. And so I think with it, my, I was kind of boxing myself in saying, I'm only ever going to channel these beings and now new ones tend to come through and I'll work with them for a while and I can just feel their energy when it's time to move on to a new being. And sometimes I'll have multiple beings come through in a client session. So is that like a hierarchy of different beings then? No, they don't believe in the hierarchy. It's for us, it would be easy to assume that a ninth dimensional is higher up in the playing field than a fifth dimensional. Mm -hmm. But once you hit the fifth dimension as a soul, extreme oneness and unity is felt and it's all just sort of the each density or dimension is just a perception or experience for your soul so there's really no hierarchy there are six there are older star beings like the arcturians are pretty old the lyrians lyrians have been around for like millions of years which is crazy (laughs) Whereas the Pleiadians are closer to us in our ascension process. Okay. I feel like I always hear, like, or I've heard more about, like, Pleiadians than, like, any of the other light beings. Like, I, they sound kind of familiar, but, like, Pleiadians, I feel like, are, like, the most brought up. Is that because of that? Because they're, like, mostly connected to us? Or are we just hanging at the Integraton too much? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. My first Pleiadian experience was actually at the Integraton, too. But... So with the Pleiadians, how I've been shown is Earth is an experiment. It's taking all, there's, I guess there was a bunch of wars in the galaxy, very Star Wars-esque, like a million years ago or something. And the Galactic Federation of Light was formed to create peace throughout the universe. And... Gosh, I'm not sure of the details, but a group of light beings wanted to do an experiment to take all this organic matter and DNA and put it into one place and see if we can all interact with each other in a harmonious way, and that is Earth. And so I think Pleiadians and Syrians, uh, beings from Sirius, star constellation, had to do with the seeding of Earth. So there's a lot of Pleiadian DNA, a lot of Syrian and Lyran, Lyran. So that's why Pleiadians are so invested in us. Okay. That's really They're cool. kind of like our godparents. <laughs> oh, I love that for us. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool godparents. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Do you want to talk more about like what being a starseed is and what your starseed is, if you're comfortable sharing? or? Yeah, I okay. love this. So when your soul pops into reality whatever that may look like it's birthed into the universe (laughs) it it goes to this place and it decides where it first wants to incarnate or spend its first several incarnations earth is a really magical place for souls because we have our physical body we have our soul we have our mind our emotions think about how much time we spend 
just taking care of our bodies. 90% of our day is devoted to <laughs> using the bathroom, feeding, sleeping, wow. showering, yeah. love making, hugging. It's just... Um, I, I went straight to grooming. I was yeah, like, I was like, oh, my uh, hair, my nails. I got to do my makeup. I, I was like, I just got my eyebrows laminated. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So it's like it's really interesting for a soul to incarnate in Earth because uh-huh. the body can fall off a cliff. It can get cancer, but it also can enjoy love making. It mm-hmm. can feel the emotions of extreme hate to extreme love where light beings in higher dimensions, fifth and above, all they know is love. The uh, manifestations are instantaneous, so the bodies don't deteriorate. Most light beings live for hundreds, if not thousands of years. They don't even think about the body. It's mm-hmm. not an issue. So a soul may want to co- incarnate here and know what it feels like to be impoverished, to live through a war, but also to experience great love. So, like, having, like, a bigger spectrum of, like, emotions versus, like, a smaller, like, more, I guess. Only, like, the light. Yeah. 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 Every incarnation is to help the soul progress and grow Mm -hmm. in its highest form and potential. So, going back to star seeds, the soul may first choose to only incarnate in earth because that's what the soul kind of wants or craves but more often i feel souls will choose to incarnate first in other star system or star systems or planets mm-hmm. so that's why you may be a palladian star seed your first several incarnations were in or around Pleiades. you can be a syrian star seed octurian lyran there are so many out there i mean there's it's the entire universe. I think there's just a group of them that tend to incarnate on Earth. Okay. More so than other realms, yeah. And so I'm from Sirius Planet B. I guess with Sirius, there's two planets or stars, Sirius A and Sirius B. Sirius B is 100% covered in water. <laughs> I was shown there's mermaids there, which so cool. made me feel really... <laughs> Yeah, at first I was just like, oh, dude, I don't know, because I'm not a fairy unicorn mermaid type of person. Yeah. But as they're showing me, I'm like, this makes sense. And I think it just shows, it goes back to when Earth was being created, how all this different organic matter, I mean, there's spider beings that are like giant spiders. Harry Potter again. Yeah. Yeah, they caused (laughs) havoc in the universe um, throughout the galaxy and so you can see how it's still implanted in our collective consciousness that even though the spiders on earth are tiny we're terrified of them yeah it's because they used to be dickheads out and like the spider (laughs) beings were kind of jerks and so same with mermaids fairy tales unicorns everything basically we see it's it's real in some aspect i've been shown that fairies aren't actually tiny little things they're like human size or bigger Okay. (laughs) Which is really, yeah, which is really interesting. So, yeah, it's, um, if you feel called to the notion or idea of being a starseed, you probably are. Yeah. But not every starseed will be aware or know in each lifetime. Like, my partner for sure is Palladian. He doesn't, he doesn't give a frick. He doesn't even know what that is. He doesn't care. (laughs) But just how he, yeah, how he acts and experiences his life is very Palladian. 
Yeah, definitely. So you don't really need to know unless you feel called to it. Yeah, I love that. I think that for a lot of information, I'm like, if you're called to it and you're open to it, receive it. And if it's not for you, cast it away or it's not for you. And that's really yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're okay. Um, what's been like the most, I guess, like impactful message that you've gotten from either your clients' channeling sessions or sessions you've done just for yourself or for the collective? What's some of like the biggest wisdom bombs that you've been dropped? Ooh, that's a really good I really thing. love they remind me all the time that there are no mistakes. And it's so interesting, even this is just a really human thing, but. Aaron and I, my partner and I want to go to Byron Bay. And I, when I looked two weeks ago, there was all these camping spots open for an RV. Of course, when I booked last night, all the good ones were gone and we had to get like a, you know, quote unquote crappy one. And I was just so like, damn it. Why did I wait? And then I just heard this, there are no mistakes. And it's just coming back to that place of, it doesn't matter. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should all as well there are no mistakes so even when you're dealing with something challenging it's recognizing there's always a higher power at play that nothing is by chance nothing is by accident we still have free will but if you kind of just surrender to that that idea that notion that this is all here for my growth in one way or another and there really is no need to worry and so I really love that because they say that time and time again in client <laughs> sessions they're just like there are no mistakes i'm like okay gotcha yeah i feel like that's such a human thing that we always are like oh it's good it's bad it's good it's bad we live in such polarity mm-hmm. whether we're either punishing ourselves or rewarding ourselves and so i think that can be a really damaging cycle to get into so i love that that was a good reminder for yeah. me too to think there is no mistakes Totally. Yeah. I'm definitely the perfectionist person and I'm like, oh, like it's not going this way. And that's just like not even a try because it's not going the way I want it to. It's just like, ah, no, you're just on your journey and everything that you do, a mistake or not, is like making you like a better person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then they've also just been sharing, I'm really into quantum mechanics, physics, all that science fun stuff. (laughs) And so I'll ask them a lot of questions about that and they've just been drop in some wisdom as far as how time works, how space time works, how the universe works. It literally, I just sit there and I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much out there. We know nothing about. I think the latest thing they're showing me is how, I don't know if it's all light beings in higher dimensionals or if there's certain ones, but the ninth dimensional Nihal was showing me how they can manipulate time or it, the scenario they're showing me is if two of these light beings, because once you get to fifth dimension and higher, everyone thinks it's utopia. People still have, di- or people, you know, beings still have disagreements. They just don't murder each other over it. Yeah. It's not just like this, like lush, like utopian paradise. Like there's still conversations and disagreements. Mm-hmm. There's still politics in a way. It just is you know, there's just no need to fight over it. And so they're showing me how in a ninth dimension, if they had a disagreement of a timeline, they tap into their individual wants and needs for this experience and the collective. So looking at what the collective needs and they'll pop out like two or three different timelines to see how they unfold and then pick and choose the one that uh, serves the highest and greatest good. That's so interesting. 
I was like, so you just watch these? I'm like, how do you watch the timelines and how do you pick and choose? And is it our timelines? Like, is it us or is it just you? It just, they could never really answer much, but I was just like, damn, that's wild. That is crazy. That's crazy. So when you do the sessions, like, for yourself, just to download information, do you find yourself recording yourself, or do you just find yourself remembering, or what's the process, I guess, for that look like? I always record myself. Okay. Most often, even though my consciousness is there, I'm completely in control. I actually did a session with Erica where I was deep in in body channeling, and my partner came in the house after he had left because he forgot something and he opened the door really quietly so I didn't hear him but then I heard his footsteps and it scared the shit out of me I thought someone was in our house so I came out really quick and I felt really sick actually because I think I came out too quick but you are always in control uh what was the second part of the question sorry we're like hitting you with like not one but like here's 10 answer them all good it's good it's just my brain is channeling right now so I'm like half Chelsea half like channeling so it's like my brain's everywhere I think you answered the question I think I was just asking how you just individually channel for just you and what that kind of looks like oh yeah so I record but more often now I just do communications telepathically Mm -hmm. so yeah I do channel for myself but then I'll just sit in the bathtub and connect really quickly and just have a full conversation in my head or they'll show me images or I'll hear words, and then after I, like, record the whole thing into my voice notes, just everything I saw that I can remember that I saw, but when I'm actually channeling, it's almost like I'm hearing the words that are coming out, but I'm not focused on them, Mm -hmm. and so maybe if, like, a word came through or an idea that made me uncomfortable, I probably would start to come up to try to control, but most of the time, I'm just sort of in the background like zoned out okay and so after I'll listen to a client session like oh yeah I forgot we talked about that Mm -hmm. do you find channeling to be like energetically draining for you at all or it's it's energizing not at all and what is so interesting when I would read the Akashic records or do any other um, form of psychic or mediumship I always felt so tired and drained after. Yeah. And then I took Brie Melanson's psychic boot camp to learn how to proper, properly clear and ground mm-hmm. and learn aspects of channeling. I've never felt drained after channeling. I do only limit three sessions per day just for my work field. But actually, just like a month ago, I was like, I'm going to hop into the records now that I have this very clear grounding and protecting process and I still felt drained and that's not the Akashic Records fault it's more like I think my energy is meant for channeling so I always feel fine after I never feel tired never feel drained usually feel really excited and again another good metaphor as far as like me feeling tired from using the Akashic Records it's like you're an art student in art school you might be able to paint you might be able to draw you might be able to do all these other things but where you really thrive is sculpture and that's where you should put your energy too yeah no I think that totally makes sense and I feel that for a lot of my work times where I felt like I'm really drained by things I have to really re-examine and then when I move into things that make me feel energized I know I'm fully in alignment and that's like really what's mm-hmm. meant for me and where I should be focusing more of my energy on so 
I think it is time. We're gonna channel. I can feel channel. it. I can feel I can, it. I can I started, see you, and I was like, "This is." Me? I was like, "It's it. It's it's happening." It I mean, there's a look. For for my experience, it feels like I'm high. Like I just have a body high, and I yeah. feel really heavy but light at the same time, and it feels good just to close my eyes. So I started noticing as we were talking. I'm like closing my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. I def- I mean, I guess I know you too well, but yeah, yeah. there's like a look to you that changes. But um, is there anything that yeah. we need to do while you're channeling, or are we just? No, it'll just take a few moments yeah. to let you know, and it will be the yeah they're coming through. Whew. Okay. Oh baby. Okay. <laughs> um, they'll let you know. It will be the Octarian High Council, and just one moment. We are the Octarian High Council, and we are so pleased to be with you here today. We are ready if you have any questions for us. Um, we would like to know, with the end of the year coming up, what energy we should be embodying and bringing in more of. What is so fascinating to us and something we want to shed light on is to really remember or take note that just because the calendar year is ending, that shifts will still need to be made and harnessed going into the new year. I know there is a need for a fresh start in 2021, but it's really recognizing that so much dust has been shifted and now you as a collective will be going into a clearing and cleaning process. More and more shadows will continue to rise for you all. There will be a need for patience, a need to let go of any expectations or attachments, and to recognize without future predicting that there is still a journey ahead for you and the collective consciousness. You will see in December a great portal and a great shift as the light grid expands and continues to grow, invoking all of your light bodies as individuals and as a collective. Continue to open your hearts to receiving. Continue to expand your consciousness to new ideas and new ways of perceiving. And really, we just want you all to to let go of those expectations. Do you have any questions in regards to that? Yeah, that was really beautiful. I feel like my heart's on fire right now in the best way. Um, I guess I would love for you guys to speak more about what the portal in December is and how we can prepare for that and what that's going to look like. What we were showing her is... There is a higher oscillation of energy 
coming through in December. And nothing actually needs to be done on your part as the individual. It will infiltrate through the collective consciousness. And this energy only comes once but every 20 years and for purpose. This is because it is such a high frequency that you need time with your carbon-based bodies to to integrate. It would be much too powerful to handle every year as an example. Mm -hmm. And so of course it's coming back to the divine unfolding all around you. That higher power always is at play. All you must do is continue to open your hearts to recognize that all is already occurring for you. There is never need to force or effort. Simply allow. Yeah, that's beautiful. It is. Do you want to ask what your star seed is? Um, I was wondering what my star seed is. You are Lyran. Oh, same. What does that mean? Your starseed origin is from the Lyran constellation. And Lyrans are quite interesting. They are one of the, if not as pertaining to your galaxy and your section of the universe, they're the elders, so to speak. They're a very ancient race. Their planet, as we are showing her, no longer exists. And a lot of Lyrans migrated to the Sirius constellation and have had a great partaking in the seeding of Earth. So if we have the same starseed origin, have we been connected then before or we were originally connected? This is true, yes. Yes, you have done many lifetimes together in various forms. And you must recognize when you're your physical form is that of the light. Your incarnations will proceed differently than those you've done on Earth together. That's really cool. Yeah. So aligned. Yeah. So sisters. I love that. Um, how can people connect to you guys and find wisdom? There is, there is simply the need and the intention. Energy is but intention. If you have the desire, the draw, the passion to connect with us, then it will be so. We find with this one's clients, the larger, larger issues tend to be trust, mm-hmm. trusting yeah. what you see, yeah. trusting what you see. You, you as a collective, seek external validation and that's understandably so you all are just now mostly waking up to your multi-dimensionality and so the issue of trust is a big one but if you can move past that wall of distrust more and more would come to you more and more would be available to you okay amazing is there anything that we should avoid or tone down for like the next few months, especially with this portal? 
We are showing her one moment. Can you let go of fear of the unknown? Can you let go of the need to control? Can you let go of the need to know everything? (laughs) If you simply surrender to the divine light within you, the answers, the experiences, the emotions you seek will effortlessly come to you. Thank you. I think that's all our questions for now. We appreciate you sharing this truth and the wisdom with us. Yeah, if there's anything else you'd like to end off with. Just simply know you are more soul than anything else. You are more love than anything else. These are not things you need to seek outside of you. They live within. Really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom. All right. Thank you, dear ones. We will allow her to come back in. again my eyes always water yeah like I always come back and I'm like bro I don't want to cry I'm not cry baby (laughs) I find that in like deep meditation that happens to me though too so I I feel you yeah like a releasing of like energy yeah yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So how was that? Was that fun? Was that good? That was yeah. amazing. <laughs> that was like, honestly, I felt like they kept saying like snippets of things where I'm like, that should be on the card of a lifetime. Like a card you give to a friend going through a tough time. I was like, let's just write that down yeah. and like share that out. Yeah, they were showing me a lot of stuff, but I was kind of like, oh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> just too many things that would take like so long to explain. Cause yeah. They love a good microphone. They're, they love to chat. They love to share. And I was like, no, we don't have time for that. Like, I don't think we can go into that. Keep it moving. <laughs> what were they trying to yeah. go into? <laughs> they just started showing me space time again. Like, they really want... Because if we really open up to... So, how I said earlier, manifestation is instantaneous in fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want a cake, you're just like cool a cake just poofed into my hands that's not exactly how it works but yes and so they're showing me time space because if we recognize that everything is happening all at once that means the version of you you seek to become exists in some timeline you just have to pick and choose that timeline yeah I like that does that make sense yes yeah Yeah. I mean it's equally like making sense but also like my mind's blowing a little bit it's kind of hard. It's so they, they love Joe Dispenza. They're just like, yeah, he gets it. Yes, he and does. Speaking of the oh, because yeah. you guys have been to the Integratron, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, quick story for those of you who don't know, the Integratron is this sound healing dome in Landers, California, which is right next to Joshua Tree. And in the 1940s or 50s, an alien named Solgonda told. George Van Tassel, I believe, to build mm-hmm. the Integratron as a healing vessel where basically humans would line up, 
walk through the dome and then have their bodies healed because our bodies are not living long enough for our consciousness to fully reach its highest potential. We need to live longer. Mm. And actually they're showing me humans can live to be about 900 to a thousand years old if we just tapped into this. So I was asking, I'm like, it's so, and so then that's like the CIA or the government destroyed the Integratron and then George, I think it was George, mysteriously died before he could fully finish it. So I was asking the light beings, I'm like, why, you know, now that our consciousness expanded, we're down with the aliens, why don't we build more Integratrons so our bodies can live longer? Yeah. And they're like, well, you've reached the point now in your consciousness expansion where you realize you guys can do that yourselves. You don't need a building or the Integratron. You are opening up to this ability within yourselves. And so that's why they're like, read Joe Dispenza. You know, yes, there's so many yeah. others out there, but I think he's the main guy doing the thing where we can literally change our DNA and heal our bodies to live longer. And we'll start to see that change yeah, so in the next century or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very expansive. Yes, I love his work. I feel like it's yeah. so interesting. I think we get kind of like we were talking about like the timeline we get so got up on time and it's like does time exist and there's like really mm-hmm. doesn't really exist and like how can you like put yourself out there so that it's not like it's going to happen like this day it's like it's going to happen as long as you're like doing the work and the energy it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't know yeah it doesn't really matter when or how yeah I get I think Just the how yes being. yeah I think everyone I know, yeah, I get caught up on like the how. How is this going to play out? Like how am I gonna get that job? And it's like stop like fixating on like that time or like fixating on that just one specific goal versus like just like uplifting yourself in general. Exactly. Like coming exactly. back to like doing the soul work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. non specific manifestors over here, so Yeah, same. Same, which I think is really fun. Are you Alexis? Um, I'm pretty sure you are. I thought I looked it up for you. Uh, yeah, I think so. We're going to go with it. I think it. that's yeah. the most, yeah, to be a non-specific manifester in human design. I almost love it because if I just get to the core of what I want, the core emotion, it comes in the most magical and unexpected way where I'm like, sick. This is way better than I could have imagined. Yeah. yeah. Side note. No, I love that. I digress. Yes. No. Yeah. Going back to your channeling session, though, I, I really wanted Alexis. Well, I guess this is my ego. What? I wanted you to know what your star oh, seed was. I, I didn't wanted know you to I should have asked. No, that. okay. <laughs> if that's what that you wanted was, to. And that was really cool because I could hear in the background when Erica was like, oh, that's the same as me. I'm like, are you? I, I always forget. But you're a Lyran as well? Yeah, I'm a Lyran as well. Wild. It came through so quick. So usually they like to show me imagery and they just yeah. showed me the word Lyran and it came through. I was like, yeah. that was quick. I don't usually even think I... Like to- yeah, I don't even think I finished asking the question. They're like, Lyran. And I was like, oh, okay. Again, like Harry Potter, the story yeah. had, it just knew. Yeah. yeah. It knew. It is the story. It is, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is, wow. Why are there so many <laughs> Harry Potter Honestly, references? you guys, I rewatch the movies, and I'm, like, bringing it up constantly. So. She's on to something. Yeah. I, yes. I just used the sorting hat in one of my videos, too, because I was like, when I found out I was serious or Syrian, I was like, I want to be Palladian because it seems like all the cool kids. I know, I remember being kind of bummed. like, Sirius is really cool to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm a freaking mermaid. Yeah, I've been trying to connect more with cats. I'm not a huge cat enthusiast, but I guess the Lyrans are very cat-like in their 
their ways, and even, okay. like, the way they just... look and appear is very cat-like. All right. Which I'm like, you know, cats are super intuitive and kind of just always okay. on the lookout, taking it in. Like and, a... you, and you can see <laughs> Syrian slash Lyran um, influence, say, in ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Syrians had... Because I say Syrian slash Lyran because a lot of Lyrans came to Sirius, and then Syrians actually, as light beings, um, projected physical bodies during the Egyptian days. Mm-hmm. I've been shown that, I, like, my Syrian self did that to, like, help them do all the stuff. Because you've heard, I don't know if you watch Ancient Aliens. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, there's no way, there was no machines back then. Like, how did they do this? Yeah. There a lot of Syrian Lyran influence in ancient Egypt. And in um, Atlantis. Yeah. So that's fun. Super cool. I've always been very drawn to Egypt. And I was actually supposed mm-hmm. to go this year, but with COVID, uh, it has been postponed. So, so sad. Yeah, I want to go to Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Well, for amazing. sure on the table, and we can reconnect to our Lyran roots. Yes. Yeah. Now you know more. So now it'll be even more impactful. Yeah. I think you gather different information and then you can appreciate things. More. And my recommendation, as you find out your star seed origin, you, you can easily sit in meditation and ask and just trust the first thing that pops into your head. That's what I did with finding out I was Syrian, but I was like, nah. But instead of going straight to the internet, just ask, like, show me what that means for me. Yeah. What elements do I need to know about that right now? And then go to the internet. Yeah. Because then you'll, you'll, you know, get the external validation of like, cool, I was actually receiving information. Yeah. The Octarians in the channeling brought up that we needed a lot of external validation. And I was like, yep, we do. Yeah. That rings true. That's I know. Being they're, a human. they're showing me a parade. They're like, all you, you guys, they, they're, they're kind of humorous. Like, all you guys just want freaking parades for like, you know, they're <laughs> super nice and loving, but you want parades for everything. And yeah. I'm like, I do. I just want to tell everyone to tell me I'm doing a good job yeah. every single second <laughs> of my life. Tell me I'm amazing. <laughs> tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> oh, you are yeah. amazing, Chelsea. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, sharing all your wisdom. It's always amazing to catch up and it's just truly, truly, truly so expansive for me and has been a huge part of my growth connecting with you and you've really helped me and I'm I'm really glad I didn't get our this. Our sessions have been amazing for sure. I know I'm so, like oh, re-watching them a lot I'm like oh, so into it so yeah. I highly recommend Chelsea if you are wanting any sort of healing any sort of wisdom she's got you man. Yeah thank you so much I feel like this has been so like informative and makes me want to like dive in deeper too because I don't know that much so it's it's cool go down the rabbit hole thank you guys so much i love you guys love you tell people where they can connect with you online what's your handle instagram at chelsea j bear i'm growing my youtube yes and so i post a lot of videos on there a couple videos per week so you can find those there just chelsea j bear how do you spell that my website how do you spell that oh j so chelsea c-h-e-l-s-e-a and my last name, Jaber, is J-E-H-E-B-E-R. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, thanks. And any sessions or bookings can be booked at ChelseaJaber.com. Perfect. All right, thanks, girl. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.